hey you, yee you, click the subscribe button. You are listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast starring UJ and QDZ. Yo, 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 yo. We are the Ill-Advised Wise Guys. It's your boy, Uche. Uche. I got my boy, Quince. QDZ. QD for sheezy. <laughs> it's, it's it's not way too easy. No, uh, not today. Um, all right, man. Come on, man. Times man. are hard. You know. Come on, man. You gotta give you gotta give you easy. gotta give the people the regular the regular thing. That's how they know you. They know you by freestyling horribly in the beginning QD-Z. of the show. For sheezy, <laughs> it's way too easy. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> I'm back easy. Hey, there it is. As you guys can see, we have a special guest. Uh, she is a member of our team, a member of our operation. And I would like to kick this over to QD to do the proper introduction. Please. I'm ready. Queen. <laughs> oh, God. Once again. We went through this. <laughs> like, drop the L. That's it. No, okay. Uh, oh, we. Yeah, there we go. Look at that. Look See, at come that. on, man. What's up, we've guys? I'm happy to be here. We've only had this conversation for the last 30 minutes offline, but it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, okay, it was like half my name and then half, okay, what are we actually going to talk about? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, so uh, this is episode 78. Thank you guys for joining. Uh, yeah, we got, we got a lot of topics to get into, a lot of music to discuss. We have some interesting singles that drop, some vulgar, some not. Um, but nonetheless, we're going to have Koei, who is also a podcaster, Yes. chime in on some of these hot topics we got going on. But before we get into that, can you, can you just let the people know what you do and what your podcast is all about? Yeah, guys, you know, I'm a jack of all trades. I'm a writer, but I also am a podcaster. I have a podcast with a good friend of mine. Her name is Viette. Our podcast is called Something to Say with V and K. Make sure that you follow us on all social platforms at something to say underscore, or just follow me on Instagram at Koei, Bongoi Moi. We'll definitely have all that information for you on the um, description of the episode. So yeah, if you want more of this conversation, we get into it, talk about all these kind of similar things, lifestyle, music, film, all the things that you guys are talking about. So make sure that you listen to our podcast as well. Absolutely. And where can they find it? Well, you can find us on Spotify. Let me tell you, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, any place that plays a podcast, my podcast is there. Okay, we are accessible to the people. We are here to give you content. We know that you're bored at home, and we're here to make you laugh, you know? <laughs> you, 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 have you done this elevator pitch before? I, I, I see. Absolutely. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I'm out here hustling, you know, knocking down people's doors like, hey, here I am. Pay attention to me. Yeah, you know, I know. I like- like that it. is how uh, AOC got popular. She was walking the streets in New York, just knocking on doors. Mm-hmm. Now she's uh, the major politician. Look at that. I'm doing that in the DMs. There you, you go. <laughs> <laughs> walking in the DM streets. There you go. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. If your DMs are open, I'm in there. That's what I'm Damn. saying. Damn. There we Damn. go. <laughs> All right. I-, I like that. I like that. Hustler on the team. Um, let's jump into it, though. 
our first topic we want to get into is uh, that new Beyonce doc that just dropped. Actually, it was a movie, right? Actually, a visual album, if we're getting technical with it. Black is King. Let me tell you something. You know, I listened, I watched it actually about a few days after it came out. And I do that on purpose, right? Because, you know, the space is so saturated with opinion. I'm like, you know what? Let me give it a minute. I'm not going to dive right into it. You know, you're going to absorb everything that's being said, but I'm going to watch it with an open heart, open ears, and really like consume it. And let me tell you something. The hype, the hype was a thousand percent appropriate for what it was. It was so hypnotic and like tremendous. Essentially what Beyonce did was, and if you guys don't know, obviously Beyonce did the music for the most recent Lion King movie that came out last year. She had like a whole set of original music on top of doing like the soundtrack because like Beyonce just, I mean, she murdered the whole thing. I loved the album. And so this visual out, this visual film was a retelling of the album. So she kind of tells a story of the Lion King in this visual film, while also including some like religious stories. And obviously she called upon a lot of African origins, West and Southern Africa. She really kind of called upon that stuff to really make it black, 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 black. Um, which it really, it was black. Let me tell you something. There was every kind of hairstyle. I mean, every kind of braids, every kind of skin tone. This was really a love letter to every kind of single black there wasn't it was hypnotic it was amazing we're we're i okay so i haven't seen it and probably shame on me shame on um, you you were know you what? A part of, were you were you a part of the actual production like i feel like yeah. you you probably are telling this story better than the people who wrote it Honestly, well, actually, that's the thing. I was a consultant. Um, they were like, you know what, we need some East African influence here. So we're like, you know what, who we should call, though? That's Koei. You know what I mean? Like, she's gonna... <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Watching it, I was like, oh, there's so much to unpack here. I mean, it's so rich with history and content. I was like Googling things like crazy, like what's this and that. I mean, everything mm -hmm. was so filled with meaning. It was done with such intent. I was like, yeah. oh, we got to know what we're doing here. You know, you know what's funny? I didn't watch it either, but it came out like the day after the NBA started. So it was <laughs> like, if you are in a relationship, oh boy, mm -hmm. that TV. I was like, I'm trying to watch this Lakers game. Oh my God. Well, I got to watch the Beyonce doc for the fifth time. Yeah. That was the dilemma that I was in. I don't but know about y'all. I don't know about y'all, but for me, so my, my girl had a whole sleepover party with her sister. And um, not one time was I included. And I was like, thank God. Yes. <laughs> There's other things that she's not, she doesn't want me to be involved in. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. However, I do want to go back and watch it. Cause like, I'm with the whole blackity black movement. Like get, let's, let's get the visuals going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I do, I do think it's interesting that she, that she released the, uh, the visual, what'd you call it? A visual experience? Visual film. Visual film ex visual exclusively on, uh, on, on Disney Plus. And I've been noticing that about Beyonce. Like she's been having a very uh, like specific distribution of the stuff that she's putting out, right? Like she did the whole, um, the visual, the, what was it? The um, Coachella uh, performance on Netflix last year, mm -hmm. uh, exclusively to Netflix. So that was interesting. Man, she get into the bag. Like, I, I, I want to know how much she's getting off of this. Because, like, Beyonce's in a whole nother realm as far as boss-type moves. And I mean, this is just another, uh, another um, you know, depiction of that. 
Beyonce mm -hmm. has really reached like the truly the highest echelon of fame where like you actually, it, like you can do whatever you want. You know what yes. I mean? Like, Beyonce paid yes. her dues. She did like the girl group thing when it was popping. She did like her little solo career. You know, she kind of like did like the whitewash thing. She had a cute little weave. She was doing her little shaky, shaky thing, whatever. Did that whole dance. And now she's really like, you know what? There's, the bags will always come no matter what. I don't have to kiss anyone's ass. I don't have to do anything like that. I don't have to play any games. Like I actually can do whatever I want. And I agree with you. It's been really exciting to see how she's kind of leveled up as a storyteller. And I think that Black is King really showed that like, oh, Beyonce is just like moving differently now. Like a lot of people, mm -hmm. who she was, um, her team that helped build Lemonade um, played a big role in doing this project. Now you can tell like, oh, Beyonce is actually like doing something different and she's moving with intention. She's like, you know what? Like now I'm dedicating everything I do to like just black people. And it's like really dope to see. And it really like, like she has the funds. She actually funded the project all with her own coin. There was no, like she didn't sell the project. Like it was fully from her own pocket. And look at that, mm. I mean, this, and let me tell you something. This visual album was expensive. The hair budget alone, is numbers I can't even think about. Like, it's numbers I can't even, my mind's like, you know, <laughs> I can't. Ooh, we're just like, it makes me a little lightheaded. Like, I mean, it was, <laughs> I mean, that was a pretty penny she spent. You know, you got that all back because Disney pays that good money. Yeah, you geek, <laughs> yo, you, you really geeking out. Like, you, you really had a good time watching this, didn't you? Let me tell you. Tell. She's geeking right now. <laughs> it lit my spirit on fire. I was like, yes. You know, and I'm sitting at home and I'm obviously I can't go nowhere, but I'm like, wow, like, yes, it really hyped me up. And I really read about it because it was, I mean, it was spectacular. And it's one of those things where like, you have to watch it multiple times to really like get the extra stuff that she really put in there. But I was like, wow, like hypnotic is really the word because the visuals were just super unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's interesting. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned lifting your spirits and we're going to get into why your spirits needed to be lifted in a few, <laughs> but before we move on to the next topic, what I will say is that uh, one of the illest stories I heard about Beyonce in the last couple of years is that she she actually did a performance for Uber before Uber became what it was like now. And so before, so the story is before Uber went public, right? When they were still a private company, they, they brought Beyonce in to do like a, a Christmas party performance. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have the money to pay Beyonce, but because Beyonce saw the vision of the company, she was like, just pay me in equity. So they actually gave Beyonce a portion, and I don't know how big the portion is, but they gave her like a small percentage of the company where she got paid in equity. And when, and when, Uber, um, when Uber went public, she actually cashed out. So just yeah. a little, little, little tidbit of information, little, little tidbit. But we didn't really, I was gonna say- Go ahead. I was gonna talk about uh, this Black and King, Black is King movie, not necessarily, the visual but the album mm. like which is really the lion king the gift album mm -hmm. and so i'm not gonna lie i talked to uche when it first came out talking about how i don't know how i feel about the way african culture is just kind of the thing now you know because I, I feel like one thing about us is that a lot of time we sell our culture for too cheap you know mm. like just in general like, you know, I feel like I, there's a stat that says black people in America, our culture alone makes so much money. Yeah. And I feel like we don't reap the benefits of it a lot of times because we just sell it for such, such a cheap price. And so for me, when I saw this Blackest, or not necessarily the Blackest King movie, but the Lion King, the gift album, when I heard it for the first time, I was like, the music is beautiful. It's absolutely great. 
But is this a trend? Or is this something that is supposed to galvanize people? Like, I hope Beyonce takes what she did with this Lion King, at, at the gift album, and continues to build on that African culture. Yeah. Never leaves it for dead. Always make sure you go back to it and embrace it because a lot of African artists got an opportunity, which they were also on the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Burner Boy got an opportunity. Wiz Kid, Shata Wale. All these great African artists got an opportunity. I just hope we don't neglect them when, when you know, African music, music doesn't get right. you know, as popular anymore to people. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Q. And I think that's connected to a lot of the backlash that Black is King got, a lot of it being from, from African people. I mean, I can, you know, relate to that because I'm Kenyan first gen and I also lived there during high school. So that's a part of my culture and a part of my identity that's really active in my life. And so a lot of my friends, my peers um, from that area were like really upset about it and just talking about, you know, Beyonce just capitalizes on, again, this trend of Afrobeats and African culture being really popular within the Black community because obviously the Black community right now, like we're struggling and fighting for visibility, for life, for identity. And these are things that are still very active in our community because of course, there's a whole erasure of that from how Black people even got to this country. So there's this constant battle for looking for an identity and a sense of being in power in the place that we're in, both you know metaphorically and physically. And so it brought up a really interesting debate about you know is there is there an issue of that is there something wrong with Beyonce calling upon her African heritage in a way that I would almost say is reckless because I will I will be honest of course like we all hesitate to um, criticize Beyonce but you know the piece was kind of a hodgepodge of like a little bit of Nigeria a little bit of Uganda a little bit of South Africa I'm like that's all fine I get that she wanted to cover her bases but it's also kind of like is that erasure of African culture in itself you know what I mean? And, and that's it. Yeah, that's, that's, I'm going to say that's interesting. Add, I was, was going to add. Quick. Go ahead. Go Sorry ahead. not to cut you off, but let me add something oh, to what you're just, We're going <laughs> up. Nah, go I was going to say, it. like, um, with African culture, a lot of this is new to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Beyonce puts whatever she gets involved with into a bigger uh, uh, picture, like, into a bigger, like, more, yeah. more people see. Mm -hmm. more people view it my fear is that the only reason a lot of people that are are getting involved in the afropop scene is because beyonce did it right and now the 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 whole afropop music industry in the american in in this area uh is kind of driven by what she was able to do and she might get credit even for what uh a lot of these great nigerian artists Ghanaian artists uh, Kenyan artists were able to build up and create. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, no, that's I, I love what Beyonce was able to do, but it's more so about people. Like, yeah. we shouldn't wait for a major artist like Beyonce to highlight Afropop for you to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Or to appreciate Black culture or African culture. You shouldn't wait for Beyonce to tell you to appreciate it. Like Black is King, so many people are like, oh, I feel so great, my spirit, like almost similar to what you said. Mm -hmm. It's like these visuals have been out there. Mm -hmm. Like there's African paintings that you can get. There's all types of beautiful things that's around, you know, the African scene. Mm -hmm. And I just, it's a little, as a Nigerian, it is a little insulting that now people want to care about African culture when she highlights it. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of my beef with it. 
and that was kind of my beef with uh, Black Panther. People were kind of like, oh, we have, I'm so proud to be African, Wakanda forever. How come you couldn't say Nigeria forever? Like, how come, um, how come you couldn't say Africa for, you waited for oh, an yeah. action movie right. to, to be proud of your blackness, your Africanness? I think, you know. I'm, I'm, I, I just want to, I just want to jump in really quick. Yeah. Cause like you covered a lot just now, Q. Sorry, um, I, I just had to get that out. <laughs> no, that's, that's cool. That's cool. But uh, you, you, you hit on a topic that I was trying to get at, which is that like, for example, Black Panther, right? That's a good example, right? I think, unfortunately, the thing that we have to kind of accept, it's like a negative and a positive, I think, is that sometimes it takes somebody popular to expand a sound. It's not the, it's not like the ideal way to go about it. It's not. Like, ideally you would want somebody who's a part of that culture to just blow up organically and then mm. take it to a whole nother level. But I, that's not how it works all the time. Like, I think Drake gets a lot of flack, just to use another example, Drake gets a lot of flack of stealing, quote unquote, stealing sounds and stealing cultures as far as music is concerned, right? Whether it's Afro beats, whether it's UK, UK drill, uh, regardless of whatever it is, people accuse Drake of that all the time. But my thing is, I think there's a fine line between stealing for your own personal gain and the fact that he's literally just the bigger artist. So he's going to get more notoriety. That just comes with the territory. Does that mean that he cannot participate in that? I don't think so. I think there's a way to do it in from an integrity standpoint. And so I'm all for the criticism. Like, I think everybody's up for criticism. Beyonce, sh she should be criticized. If she does something, uh, you know, along the lines that that looks a little distasteful, but I don't really, I haven't really seen that distasteful approach yet, where I can legit just simply sit back and be like, no, Beyonce was wrong for that, and here's why. And I, I haven't seen that yet. I don't think it's be, be, Beyonce. And, I, and, I, and, I, and that's not me. That's not me caping for Beyonce or anything like that, or for example, caping for Drake or anything like that. Drake, I think there's a little bit more of an argument, but for Beyonce, Beyonce specifically. I haven't really seen that. And so I think it's a fight that we all as Africans are gonna have to just figure out and, and say, okay, how do we feel about this as it's happening in real time? Yeah. Well, what, what, you know what, you, I'm saying? what you're trying to, if I'm, to, if I'm guessing what you're trying to say, what you're trying to say is Beyonce did it tastefully. And I do think she did it very tastefully. No, I, I'm not trying to say that. I, that's what I said. I actually yeah. said that. Oh, did you actually say tastefully? Okay. I so, said I said she was not distasteful. I said that. Okay. Okay. So yeah, yeah, she yeah. did it tastefully. <laughs> so it's the it's it's the same it's thing. The same thing. It's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, sure. She did it tastefully, which I agree, and that's why I applaud Beyonce. But this is more of a us thing. Like we should not be so reliant on somebody else to tell us what is beautiful and what is great like for instance us growing up as uh you know africans more so um i had a regular like american type name like Gwency. um but you know a lot of times when we were kids uh if they saw that you had an african name it was all types of stereotypes or if they found out that you were african oh did you did your family grow up in the woods? Did they grow up in the trees? Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's ignorance that comes a lot of times when you're, when they were back then, uh, when we, that, that whole conversation about being African came up. So it took somebody like for Beyonce, which is a, it's a gift and a curse. 
she highlights the beauty that is going on in Africa for all those ignorant people. But then it's like, really, it took her for you to actually do your research? What if when she no longer is going down that path, are we just going to forget how beautiful Africa is? We, we just going to need like another Beyonce to remind us? So it's like, I think it's just paramount, especially us as Black people, yeah. to, to, to make sure we, we acknowledge that Africa has always been beautiful yeah. in terms of the culture. 100%. It was always like that. I say, this, I say this all the time. I feel like Africa needs better PR. Like if, if you if you think about it, if you think about it, like over the years in the 90s or whatever the case is, the stereotypical images that people in America would see of Africa is like donate a cent to help feed the Africans like or they would see some stereotypical image imagery where it's like not accurate. It's not an accurate depiction of what the beautiful parts in Africa are are and just all of that. Right. So I think that's from a branding and an imagery standpoint, like they just haven't been exposed to the beautiful parts. Right. If, if we have more people like us, we have more people who actually can attest to the beauty that Africa has to offer, it will start changing the conversation. One last point I want to say before Koei, you jump in here, mm. is that I just feel like at a minimum, we need black people in this country to just start understanding that Africa is not a fucking country. I, I like, oh. I see that shit. I see that shit too often, and I'm like, bro, God. you at, like before we can get into the uh, the beauty of Africa, I just we just need some education to just simply be put in front first and foremost. Africa is a continent, and there are so many cultures, so, subcultures within all of the within the same country. There can be tens and twenties of of different cultures. So. It's not a monolithic concept when we talk about Africa, but Koei, go ahead, get in this. No, yeah, that's a you great- like, you, sound like you're, you sound like you're itching. I'm itching, but you know, that's a great jumping off point. I think, you know, we are super lucky. And as I was watching this and after I thought about it more, I was like, man, I am so lucky that I like know where I come from in like a meaningful way. Where like, I can trace back generations and be like, I came from this village. I came from this place. I'm this tribe, all of those things. I think. Quincy, your criticisms and your feelings are valid. And I think that, you know, I watched this film with two different hats on. I had my Black American hat on, then I had my Kenyan hat on. And my Kenyan hat, when I was wearing that, I was like rolling my eyes like, yeah, of course, I get it, we're kings and queens and like all this stuff. And like, you know, that's great, whatever. But like, this is, there was nowhere where I saw Kenyan culture actually represented for like what it is and what it was. Like it just, you know what I mean? So that to me was an eye roll. When I put my black American hat on and I thought about what's going on right now in the country and what black Americans specifically need, then I was like, ah, I see. I get the motivations behind it. Um, I think, again, we are super lucky to know who we are, where we come from. And I think that access is a huge part of it. I don't think that unfortunately that your average black American would know that how beautiful Africa is and all of the richness of culture and music and talent that actually comes from Africa, we do. And I think that's why it's really important for people like us to really never stop talking about it and to really you know, push it out and have these conversations because the black experience and the African experience is so incredibly different. When my parents came to the US in the 80s from sweet, sweet Nairobi, man, some of the worst racism they got was from black Americans. When I came here for college from Nairobi, they told me to fear black Americans even more than white people. I'm like, really like, that's where there was so much tension in that community. And I think that's, Q, I think that's where 
your annoyance comes from that, that tension within a community of like, you know, like we're the same, like, you know what I'm saying? And, but so many black Americans don't even know what African country they come from. So they're watching this, like, I could be Namibian, I could be all these different things. So again, I think to wrap it up, it's just, it's a really important conversation to have. I think Pew, how you feel is really real. Uch, how you feel is real, how I feel is real. And as some first gen kings and queens ourselves, like, we just gotta keep having this conversation. I think it's really important. Yeah, yeah, and, 1, and, and I want to say this too. We gotta, we gotta also hold our African brothers and sisters accountable. Also, like sure. we gotta make sure we represent ourselves in the best way possible, or we enlighten as much. Because just like you said that, you know, when your parents came here from Nairobi, um, that they said to fear black people. Yeah. There's a lot of black, like black Americans that also feel like Africans hate them. Yeah, like, they feel like yeah. Africans think that you know. Black Americans are such and such. And it's a, it's this, it, to me, it's the stupidest like beef that I've, we are all black. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, in America, like, it's crazy, man. Everybody else looks at us as just black. But us within our own black community, Africans, black American, whatever, yeah. we beefing with each other. A lot of us are beefing with each other. Like, Th no, that's, that's real. You know, <laughs> that's real, and 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 that's why I, I'm, yo, this convo can last so long. For sure, that's another. That's a, that's another. That's another good point because that's my biggest beef with colorism. That's my biggest beef. It's like we're all black. What the? Who gives a fuck? Who is this shade and this shade? Like it doesn't matter actually. Like that's fighting over stuff that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense. Like we're all black. Just get over the fact that we're all not the same shade. Once you actually get over that, which for whatever reason, that's such a hard concept to, to grasp for some people, then we can make progress. But it takes maturity in, in certain areas. That, and I think also too, I mean, we're dealing with things that are on like a systemic level, like an issue, right? Like I think a lot of it is coming again from white supremacy and patriarchy and so many other systemic issues that we have in all cultures, not just Western cultures. So it's, it's hard to say, I don't know if we can say like, oh, like we just have to think differently. Like, I think it's a lot deeper than that. And these are issues that we're still kind of tackling day by day, month by month, year by year. But the thing is like, they're real. And I think the closest way we could get to eradicating some of the stuff is just by talking about it, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Actually, there's, great... one more, there's one more way that we can, we can eradicate it. Mm -hmm. you know how? We give everybody a bowl of jollof rice. <laughs> Once you get hit with that jollof rice, we all friends. Okay, yeah, we can do that. We can Dali, and we'll just we'll give it we'll give them both so that they know, hey, like eat this exactly. Rice is even different. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all got yeah. taste buds. That's a fact. That's a fact. Um, yeah, let's put a let's move on. Let's move on. That was a great conversation. Absolutely. Um, but I want to go back to something that you touched on a little bit, Koei. Mm. Uh, when you were talking about your experience, um, for those of you guys who don't know, you actually caught COVID, which I, I just chuckled just now. It's not funny. I just, it's, I'm more so in disbelief. So can you like explain that experience? Like how did that come about? Obviously you're still here alive. So, but like yeah. for, the people of those, for the people out there who are not familiar with like the symptoms and all the stuff that goes along with it, like, can you yeah. break that down? Like, how was that for you? 
Totally. So the rumors are true. I did have Miss Rona. She made her way into my sweet, sweet body and just was swimming around. You know, so I'll give you like the timeline of how things went down. So I um, saw some friends July 4th, but very much like was doing everything that I thought was right. I had my mask on, I was keeping distance. I thought, oh, like this is dope. Got it, got it. For context, I'm diabetic, so I'm high risk. So I've been kind of moving with caution since COVID really hit. And so July 4th comes around. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, let me chill with the homies. I got the mask. I'm ready. Let's go. So I go and have a great time, and that's the fourth. Then we get to the seventh, eighth, and I start feeling a little bit like achy in my body, but nothing like crazy. You know, like fatigue is one of those things where it's like, when are you not fatigued? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, oh, I'm like tired. I took an extra nap, not thinking anything of it. The next day I wake up, it's not the eighth, and I'm like, okay, I have a little bit of a tickle in my throat, but again, not concerned. It's also allergy season, so you know what I'm saying? Like, things could be like popping off there, you know? Felt a little bit tired, and I was kind of like, hmm, like, my roommate was coming back. She had been home for a couple of weeks prior. So I was like, you know what? Let me just get tested just to cover my bases, just to be extra safe. I really was super confident that there was no way that Miss Rona had made her way into my body. I was like, there's no way. I've been so safe. And I have friends who have kind of been gallivanting around and doing things here and there. So I'm like, those are the ones who in trouble. Koei is safe. So I go and I'm like, it took me a really long time to find somewhere to get a test actually, because testing in the DMV area sucks. I'll rant about that later. But I finally found a place, a clinic, um, GW Primary Care Clinic. And so I go over there, get a quick little test. And I was telling the guy my symptoms and I, I swear to God, my nurse practitioner was like, girl, there's no way you got this. Like, you just go on a CVS down the street, you get yourself some DayQuil, some NightQuil, just rest up, maybe take a day off work if you're feeling like cute. And that's, you're fine, you're so fine. He goes, he's like swabbing my nose, you know, the whole routine. We all know what testing is at this point. I'm like, oh, this is so easy. I'm so responsible. This is so great. And then I come on home. Days pass. Days pass. 10 days to be specific. They call me actually the day after my birthday. So like, we love that. Happy birthday to me. Um, and they're like, I swear to God, verbatim, they were like, hey, so, so what happened? You tested positive. And I'm like, what? At this point, I had then lost my voice completely. So my sore throat ended up getting worse. But other than that, I had no fever. I had no chills. I had no cough. I had nada. So as you guys are listening to all the stuff in the news that really are kind of preaching, it's the fever, it's coughing, like nah. If you're feeling off in any kind of way, I would say go get tested. It really, because I really was confident thinking that, oh, I, I'm not doing, <coughs> like, no, I'm good. But that wasn't the case. So they call me and they're like, yo, what happened? You're positive. I'm like, I don't know. What do you mean? They're like, oh, what happened to your voice? And I'm like, I lost it. And it was just a really chaotic call. And the doctors were kind of like, okay, well, like it's been 10 days. So like, you're almost done. Just stay home a couple more days. And like, we'll check on you, drink water, like take ibuprofen. It is the most disorienting thing to be told by a doctor. Like, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Like, just drink your water, stay hydrated. I'm like, what do you mean stay hydrated? Like, I'm about to go Damn. Crazy. <laughs> crazy and so I was like okay and then like the next couple of days slash week were this weird kind of like I mean I had so much anxiety because I was like I like I could be sleeping and stop breathing and die like cool no one knows and it's just such a weird feeling having this disease that no one knows anything about and then my god telling people was just a mess I had to tell my roommate my roommate had to bounce to a hotel she was already moving out so that was a whole situation and like that was going down. I had to tell my mom, my sweet parents are still in Kenya and South Africa respectively. So like, they're like, we don't know what to do. Like, are you going to the hospital? Like it just was such a mess. People were so judgmental of like, where'd you go? How'd you get it? Like, you should be more serious about this. And I'm like, oh, if people actually knew that like on the spectrum of what people are actually doing out there, I'm, I really was on the side of like extra caution. These people would not know. 
and just like friends not knowing whether to check up on me or to give me space and it was just weird and then I didn't know what I wanted so I was kind of like yo like why aren't you texting me but also like don't text me really really weird <laughs> so as that's all going on I'm having an emotional spiral the CDC the Department of Health they're calling me every day they said hey 25 year old DMV black person you are positive are you alive and then I was like, yeah, I'm alive. They're like, okay, cool. Just want to check in. Like they really were doing like life checks. So like, you know how there's like vibe checks and other times like, are you alive girl? Like what's going on? The what? clinic. What, what the hell? No, crazy. It's so, you instantly. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. So they really addressed you as black girl 25. No. Did they really say that? <laughs> or? They were just like, they had to verify my like my identity. So they're like, oh, was your name Koi Mwai? Yes. Are you 25? Got it. Got it. I was, I thought you were being serious. I was like, damn, they, they really are ruthless out here. It was a little hyperbole, but yeah, no, I mean, it was their really it. demographic information. They really were like, I need to know everyone that you've talked to in the last like 30 days, like everywhere. I'm like, damn, like, it's really crazy. The clinic's calling me every day. They're like, how are you feeling? And I'm like, yeah, I'm chilling, whatever. I'm drinking my water. I'm drinking smoothies like crazy. Cause I'm just like, now I'm just going off of blogs I'm reading saying oh you know like blink at the sun twice and turn around four times to like cure this disease like just crazy <laughs> you know there's a lot of things else to do and so then um it took a really long time to to get to the actual nurse practitioner who gave me my test because everyone was telling yeah. me it's now like 14 days past 15 and I'm like okay like am I okay that's a weird thing too like and I still don't really know like if I'm quote-unquote okay so I'm calling my nurse practitioner and he's not picking up because everyone's overworked and everything. And I finally, days later, get a hold of him and he's like, yeah, like, I don't know what to tell you, like get tested in a couple of days and like see what happens. So I did that, got tested last Sunday. Um, and now I'm waiting for my results still. It's been about a week. I don't know why I have such bad luck with these tests because I have other people in my life who get their test results in two days, three days. They even told me when I first got my original positive test that it, it, they would um, tell people who are positive first sooner rather than like the negative people. Yeah. I mean, that's a scam. I waited a whole 10 days. So uh -huh. here we are, we out here. I don't know if she's still in me. She could be TBD. The jury's still out on that. <laughs> God, <laughs> it's, it's crazy out here. No, the, was the, mor the, moral of the, the moral of the story is that is why we're doing a Zoom with you. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Just in case anybody was wondering. No, <laughs> no, that, that hurts know, my feelings. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> you, know, you know what's We're interesting? glad you're all right. You know what's interesting? Uh, I was looking at the news. The news said that a lot of people that got coronavirus died of heart attack. Mm. They were like, the heart attacks they got was from the anxiety of having coronavirus. Yeah. So that's what they linked it to. I so, get that. Yeah. I from the jump I was like you know what like this is one of those things where like my nerves could get out of control and like my anxiety could get out of control and that's gonna like impact my healing so I'm gonna just <clears throat> turn everything off I'm gonna pretend like nothing's happening I'm gonna be healthy and I'm gonna rest with intention and that's interesting if you you know it's actually really difficult to rest with intention like actually turning mm -hmm. off your brain and like your body of like you know what I'm gonna lay here and actually like not think about things it was quite the like emotional challenge and quite the mental challenge and I was like wow this is like Ooh, this is like, you think quarantine's bad. Ooh. <laughs> you got to quarantine your mind, you got to quarantine your mouth, you got to quarantine all the things. So it was like a different level of like isolation. And yeah. really like, all right, like my body got to recover. And again, like I'm diabetic. So I was like, I have other concerns of like my blood sugar's got to be okay. So I really like had to fly under the radar for quite some time. But again, I was super, super lucky. My symptoms were not that bad. 
I'm chilling now. I've kind of been given the green light to move around a little bit. So I've gone to the grocery store. That was really exciting, a sensory experience for someone who's been at home for a month. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's crazy. Wear mask, people. Yes, wear, and wash your hands. <laughs> wash your hands. Work loves if you can. Because I mean, the amount of times that you touch your face with just funky ass hands that have all kinds of like some, some, some on them, that's what will get you. Yeah. You know what's funny? Yesterday, I went out with one of our friends and there was a girl that was right next to us, like sitting next to us, and she didn't have a drink. And so we asked her, hey, um, you don't got a drink. You're not drinking? She was like, no, nah, I, I, I actually ordered something. Um, I, I, got the, I got Corona. Huh? <laughs> she said, nah, I got Corona. She didn't say that. I swear. She said, I got Corona. I was like, yo, you can't be saying that. She meant Corona the drink. Oh, my God. <laughs> She literally out her mouth said, I got Corona. Wait, speaking of that, PSA to anyone who has been tested positive, we're not chilling. Like, it's not like because I had it, I'll never get it again. That's not real. So even if you have had Corona and you survived, we're the lucky ones, still wear a mask, ho. Because you can still get it. Because my mom was both <laughs> like, oh, Koe, you know what? You're good for life. And I was like, no, mommy. No. That's not how that works. You know what? We need yeah, that. Yeah. What you just, what you said a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Wear a mask, ho. Like we need Migos to like make a song. Yeah. That's that's all we need. Or Beyonce. Let's get Beyonce to make a song. Honestly, Wear a mask. Man, Wear it should have been. It should have. It should have been. Uh, that should have been what Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion just dropped. It should have been called Wham instead of WAP. You know, yeah. you're hating. I love that song. Wear a mask. You you can't. T- hey, that's a good point. You cannot tell me if they didn't make that type of song. That the whole world would have been wearing a mask. Come on, think yeah. about it. No, you think come about, like, on. Little song about washing your hands. It was like cute. It was like we the best music. Wash your hands. It was like cute, but it was like. <laughs> <laughs> come on, like, like let's start using these. These people got to start using their influence for for better things, you know. Because I'm telling you, people are slipping. People, I'm not gonna call out some people in my life who've been slipping, but let me tell you, people are slipping. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm with you. Been here we're bored i see i see i see a lot of people doing craziness and i mean i i think i've been pretty safe throughout this whole thing i mean i i am i i am pretty like intentional about wearing masks and all that so i mean the other day the other day i scratched my ass and forgot to to wipe my hand wash my hand you're not you're not sorry touching my hair so tmi virus on my hair right now hey you were at home right Yes. All right, so I don't care. It don't matter then. It, it, it's all good. You can do whatever you want in your home. That's true. It's outside that is the real question mark. I mean, even when people were asking me, like, yo, like, how'd you get it? That's the question that really, like, made me so angry. Because I'm like, dude, like, you have no idea actually how difficult it is to narrow down how you got something like this. It's like every, it's like yeah. every time you touch the doorknob or you took a nah. That's like, a fact. Like, things like, that. like, there's absolutely no way. That's why everyone's getting this shit. That's why you really can't play around. Like, even now, I I kind of go outside with gloves now a little bit more intentionally, or even, like, when I don't have gloves, using, like, my shirt or whatever to open the door, because it's like, you have no idea. But you got it now. You're supposedly immune to it. Now. Nah, she just said that's not, not true. Antibodies. Now, now, here's the thing. She has the antibodies, but, she, like she said, she can still get a, another form of corona. Yeah down the line they like they you you hear all the talk about how like they keep saying the winter is going to be bad there's going to be different strains of it coming oh, along God. yeah man listen we're just happy you're okay 
Um, and so I guess keep wearing masks and gloves. Keep wearing masks. Do you have one of those little shields as well? You know, the little, tell you something. the little thing? You got one of those? Once I like got back to help and I was all about it and back in the role of it, I went to Amazon and I was like, let me look at these. I want the face shield. I want the mask that has like the full like thing. I want like a full hazmat suit. <laughs> Yo, that's what I'm saying. I've seen people with the suit on. I've seen people. I've yeah, seen like two. Heck out of here. I promise no, you, I've seen not. I swear to God. I would think I've the world seen, ending. I've seen two people that. with it on. I want to be there. Randomly. Randomly. And, and those be the ones that catch it. Yeah, you know what? Quit Good. Me. Let them Don't have, let them the keep the damn suit on. Don't dissuade the audience from being fully protected. Do y'all remember a few months ago before Corona was a thing when Naomi, when Naomi Campbell was flying somewhere and she had like a full hazmat suit because like coronavirus had kind of been like a thing in China, but it hadn't really gotten over here. I think about that often, how we really made fun of her, but now I'm like, damn, I'm trying to be like Naomi out in these streets. Uh, <laughs> you think I'm going to you don't even know my fate, nothing. That's a fact. That's a I fact. Think that's like I said, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it might it might be too much, but I mean it can't hurt, right? It well, you hurt. listen, what do you wanna what do you it wanna get? Hurt. Corona? Wait, wait, which one do you wanna get? Corona or uh <laughs> heat stroke? <laughs> which one? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. That's a hard choice. It's a hard choice. It's a hard choice, man. Uh, let's move There's on. There's no here, hey, keep in mind, Uch. There's no, no asymptomatic heat strokes. <laughs> Are you sure about that? I, I don't know, man. I'm not sure. I think I'm immune to heat strokes. <laughs> I'm hot. I'm hot. Let me. You can't feel Corona coming. I know. I didn't feel her coming, and she was there. Oh, oh man. <laughs> she was right there. Speaking of COVID, you know what I think yeah, is yeah. crazy? It is so wild to me that professional sports associations. I don't know sports, so ooh, this language is about to be all the way wrong. But like. NBA, NFL, all these guys, like the fact that they're actually talking about having a season coming up is wild to me. What do you mean? We can't even test right in America. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I personally, I go both ways with it. However, um, if, uh, if I was a professional athlete, it would really depend on how much money I have. And that's going to make the decision as to whether or not I'm playing. Because if I'm LeBron James and I'm super important to my team and I'm trying to win a championship and, they, and they've proven that they have a system that can test players daily and hourly or whatever the case is, yeah, I'm more likely to play. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, there's been plenty of NBA players who've opted out and I don't blame them, honestly. Like, I don't blame anybody who's taking their health seriously. That, like, that's the weird thing. It's like, it's like, am I supposed to clown somebody for, for uh, saying, oh, nah, like, I don't want to even put myself in, in that position at all? Like, it, like it's weird because I want to trash certain people, but I have to remember, like, this is a health matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, Quincy, you probably know what I'm talking about. A.B. Bradley for the Lakers, he, uh, he opted out of the season, right? He opted out of the restart. And uh, unfortunately, his team is fighting for a title run. And if they win it, they're going to still give him a ring because he's part of the team. But if they lose it, they might try to hold it against them. Like, oh, man, what if Avery, Brad what if Avery Bradley was on the team? You guys probably would have had a better chance. You guys couldn't guard Kawhi. See, look. They might. It, like, it's, it's, it's a catch-22. But, you know, here's – Like I said, I don't blame players, though. I don't blame them. Actually, can I, I want say, to, but I, I want to, but I can't. Can I say something? Let me say this. 
the NFL and baseball are that's dumb. You're not going to get through a season letting your players go home after playing a game or getting on an airplane. As you know, like two teams has already had an outbreak. But if you really think about the NBA, is it really that bad? If anything, the NBA situation, the NBA situation is the safest place in America right now. It's, because they're it's, in a bubble. It's great. It's great. They're it's in a great. bubble. So, like, they're getting tested every day. And, they're getting, and, no, no, no. Did you know they're getting tested twice? Some people are getting tested twice a day. I just found this out, like, the other day. Yeah, they're uh, testing one of the, JR one of the Smith. insiders. One they're of the, testing J.R. Smith and Tristan Thompson two, at least two top, three times a day, maybe. I don't think they're testing them for Corona. They might be testing them for something else, but that's, God, that's a different point. Come on. Low blow. I didn't, I didn't even tell you what they're testing for. I just said they might be <laughs> testing for other things. They still test players for drugs, you know. Come on. See? You do know blow. that, right? Okay, I do. Yeah, come on, don't, but, don't take but, it. That's not where I was going. You guys but, know, uh, that's only 75% like accurate. So if it's just, if they get the timing off, like that somebody could be positive and like they could just, you know, be swimming in the background, dribbling a little basketball, getting their sweaty hands on that sweaty ball, and then they're all contact. You know what sports can come back? Tennis can come back. Wanna know why? Look at that. Look at that distance. All the way over there. Basketball, you're all up in something <laughs> crazy. That's true. That's true. That's crazy. Tennis could come back. That's fine. So, so let me get this straight. So let me get this straight, Q. So you're trying to tell me if there's, if they don't come up with a bubble situation for NFL, you don't think it makes sense. That's what you're no, saying? Not a, not so, what if, so what if they did come up with a bubble situation like the, NFL, the NBA? Would, would it make sense then? It will make more sense because- They the have NFL, to do that, I believe. They NFL has like 70 people on the field. People changing. And then you you don't know the whereabouts of all 70 of those people. One of them can be like, one of them can be like, uh, yo, I want to get some from Uber Eats. Coronavirus on the Uber Eats yep. uh, that you got. But, but then another thing too is unlike the NBA and MLB, um, NFL has a lot of overweight people like NFL has a lot of people that are not necessarily in shape. Like the 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 big middle linebackers, they they actually actually have to eat to stay like really big. And so, <laughs> yeah. What's a, you know they're probably more in shape than you. Okay, but, but no, I mean think, no no no, Ooh, you know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of big big hundred percent hundred percent. They're they're big as they hell. A lot be. of them. A so, lot of them are big as hell. I'm just talking about conditioning wise. They're probably so, more in shape than you. Okay. But, I mean, no, no, no. I'm just being honest. Like, and I'm not, okay, that's not me okay. hating. I'm just, All right. like, okay. think about it. They're on the field. They have to actually, like, be very active, right? Like, it takes a lot to be in the NFL, I would think, or even to play professional sports. Okay. Like, that takes a lot. So, yeah, they might be big as hell. Uh, but come on, man. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Give them the benefit. Okay. It's the benefit so, of the doubt, man. The thing is, okay, the fact of the matter, like how big they are, like let's say they're like six foot, 400 pounds, something like that. <laughs> that means the harder it is to breathe. So if you get coronavirus, like that's something that attacks the lungs. So they have people, in my opinion, that are a lot more susceptible to the worst of the coronavirus, worse symptoms than say an yeah. NBA person, than say a baseball person. You know what I mean? 
I see where you're, I see where you're going with that, and I don't know, man. We'll we'll see what happens. We'll see yeah, what happens. Yeah, it's crazy. I think if we're having such a hard time, even just controlling like the country itself, like I don't know how we can be talking about sports right now. Like it takes one person, and that bubble is popped. That's it. It takes one person. We can't even account for our neighbors right now or our friends right now. There's no way we can account for a whole league of people. That's true. That's what I'm gonna say about that. But Thanks. we need it though. We need sports. It keeps us alive. We, we, need we, we, we do need I think we do need sports I mean we people, need it for our morale some people who don't give a damn about sports could we clearly not going to agree with us could we like the, did you see what the the beyonce the 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 what is it blackest king album did for you yeah. do you know what the Lakers game did for me no my spirit <laughs> I felt back imagine <laughs> Uh, imagine, imagine them saying, imagine them saying, we're not releasing any movies for the next year. Like, no new movies, nothing is coming out. No, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get Blackest King. You wouldn't get, you wouldn't get all of these different. Blackest King was shot way before coronavirus happened. Second of all, do we, do we know that? Do we know that for a fact? You would part of the team. You'd be like, ooh, and you'd be like, uh huh, uh huh, that was LeBron. Got like that's the same thing. She don't, she don't, AQ, AQ, she don't get it. She don't get it. And it's cool. And she don't have to. I don't, I don't think she has to get it. <laughs> no, I'm playing, I'm playing. I get it. I get it. I get it. We're all kind of, we need some to keep us, yeah. give some kind of normalcy to our lives. I get it. I get it. I don't think that we're there yet though. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm going off my we'll experience and like how crazy testing is and how much we still don't know. I don't think that things can resume back to normal. Even us going to work until we have a vaccine. That's personally what I think. I agree. Yeah, and accessible vaccine. It's one thing to have vaccine. Accessibility is another conversation. One hundred percent. And uh, there's some of us who are likely not going to take the vaccine, and uh, that would likely be me. But that's a different subject. Um, let's move on, though. Yeah, let's let's move, move on. Yeah. Uh, Cardi B, Meg the Stallion. Sorry, Meg the uh, Stallion dropped a new joint called WAP. Uh. Wet ass pussy. I mean, I'll just be yeah. explicit. Let's just get it in. Y'all oh, know what the what deal means? is. Yeah, that's an acronym. I thought I mean, it was actually. I actually thought it was wet as planet before they actually broke it down in the video in the song. But yeah, that's what it stands for. I thought it yeah. was Washington aerosol uh, public. <laughs> what? That sounds like a. That sounds like a broke ass fr- a franchise, like an NFL team. Is that is that what is that what the NFL the the, the Washington the Washington football team is trying to change their name to? Is that what that is? I think they should, Washington Waps, Washington Whoa. Aerosol players. Wow. Spray spray. Washington Aerosol players. There we go. Spray, what did y'all think? After. What what did y'all think of the song? What you think of the song? I, I just need initial reactions, like all of that. Give it to me. This one was for the girls, so you know I loved it. I was like, ooh, that 808 is hard. That beat is hard. I was born in New York. I like to claim New York as part of my being. So, like, I like really, like, hard music. I love Cardi B for that because it's very, like, it's hard. It's New York. It's nitty-gritty. It's all that stuff. And I was like, yes, this is for the girls. First of all, even just seeing my girl Meg Thee Stallion, I'm like, look at her on two feet. We love to see it. I'm like, this was pre-shooting, so it was great to see it. I loved it. I loved the lyricism. I was like, man, yeah, this song is dirty. It's nasty. It made me feel fun and playful again. Like, I could go outside, but not going outside. You know what I'm saying? It made me feel like, oh, it's summertime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're wearing less clothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. I loved it. Chef's kiss. Mwah. Perfection. Parfait. 
Love oh, it. I I hear a lot of biasness in that review. <laughs> it was for me though. I'm gonna talk a demo and it worked. <laughs> you no know, buying merch. I'm getting a gold chain that says like WAP on it. Yes, absolutely. I have you know, a I have I, a I have a confession. I have a confession. Um, while I don't believe that's the best song I've ever heard, it didn't have to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, I cannot be the only one who who got excited listening to this song. Like, I didn't see the wait, first. Wait, wait, what, what do you mean by excited? So, so uh, I'll put it like this. The first time I experienced this song was through audio, right? I didn't see the video at all. So here I am listening to this this new joint. It was like 1230 a.m. And I'm like, okay, okay, that's the song that dropped. And then halfway through, I'm like, but why am I like, why am I sweating? Like what? Like I'm sweating. Like what, what's, what's going on? Like, is this normal? Like I, I'm willing to bet I was, I'm not the only person that that song did, did something to. Um, and let me not even tell you the experience I got when I saw the video. That's too raw for this show. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a decent song though. Let, let, can, we, can we stop? Let, 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 this is what I have to say. Let me be serious for a moment. Oh, here can comes, we just stop? Here comes Uj Durant. No, seriously, can, can, can we just stop, guys, like, for a second? The song is good, but, is, but should it be, like, crowned like this? Like, can we have a serious conversation for once about how... <laughs> I feel like an old man right now ranting about <laughs> the young girls getting their shit off. Like, why, is, why are the women that's getting their shit off, why is that bothering me so much? Like it's it's I cannot be the only person. Because black women can have nothing. Black women can have nothing. Do you nothing. think it's? Do you one. think that's what it is? You stepped right directly into that one. Wait, let me get this straight though. So black black women can have it all. I'm I'm with a black woman. I love black women. That's nothing. That's 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 a done deal. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about over. They're overdoing it. Can we just be real? Like the lyrics were a little bit too much. Like, come on, provocative. Just be honest. Just the be lyrics, honest, guys. Hey, hey, Uch, the lyrics were provocative. Was was a little too provocative for you, or was it uh, just really inappropriate? It was uh, guys. guys I think I, some I'm just asking for the lyricism wasn't that bad. I feel like male rappers. They do the same. I don't think that you would think the same thing if it came from a man. And I think that with my chest. I believe that you love black women. I appreciate you. We'll be homies. But I think that's a little about black women saying pussy and talking about their pussy. All right. So, this is what, so, so, so I like what you did there. I'm going to sidestep that because number one. <laughs> Because number one... It's people like you that Hillary Clinton did not get elected president. It's people like you. (laughs) You didn't want to see her in power. Look, I'm going to be honest. Let's not turn this into a black woman conversation. That's not what this is about, guys. I see what you're doing there. You think you're slick. You think you're slick. That's not what this is about. You alley-oop me, though. You alley-oop me when you said... Alley-oop. But you missed missed the dunk. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but no, seriously. I get what you're saying. And let me speak on it for real. Like, I get, I will yeah. agree with you. Is it the best song I've ever heard? Is it just like a Kendrick Lamar level of like, whoa, lyricism, like all this stuff? No. But the messaging behind it, the power of the imagery, and just like something, I think it's so 
vital for to bring fun and lightheartedness and unapologeticness to a demographic and to people right now. Like we're all kind of feeling some things, you know what I'm saying? Some of us have Rona, some of us are feeling some things, things, you know, things are heavy right now. I appreciated that this was just like a fun, freak nasty song just to be like, you know what, girl, you might be going through it. You might have Miss Rona, but like, you still keep it cute. You know what I'm saying? And like, I, I, I love that for that. Like the vibe of it is more what we're grabbing onto because of what is happening in the world and what just like lights the spirit. Like, yes, yes. I'm not even going to be, I'm not even going to go back and forth with you. You guys got it. Um, Can I say, I never, you, you, you never you, asked you, me. Man, I'm so sorry, Q. What do you think about it? You you got it. You got it. You got it. Everybody loves a wet ass pussy. That's, that's what I will agree with. Listen. Everybody loves that. Right? Am I wrong? I so, of course. So, so, All right. so here's the thing in, in more of a technical standpoint. Um, you know what I noticed about Cardi B's music? A lot of times it takes some time for it to really resonate with you. Like for people that are saying, which I've heard a lot of people say they don't like this song. Mm -hmm. I thought it felt, it fell directly in line with the hits that Cardi B has been making throughout her career. It sounds like money to me. It's along the same lines as money. It's along the same lines as, um, what else? Um, uh, the joint with Migos and her, um, motorsport. Uh, not not the other one. He goes hard. Dun 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 dun. The uh came through came through driven. What is that? Oh drip drip. Oh drip drip. Yeah, came through. It fell in line where it's just like a cold ass hip hop joint that just is cool. Like somebody that's cool can make this, and it was just like Megan The Stallion and Cardi B, just cool, two cool cool ass women. Just long as. Being free, but the song is called "Wet as Pussy." What? That make you uncomfortable, Uche? Should we talk about that? I'm great. I'm just no, no, no. I feel amazing about the subject matter. That that part I have no problem with. I'm talking about like, come on, it's called "Wet as Pussy." Like that's just that's not odd to you guys, no? I mean, I think going what Q was saying, like, I think this is very much in line with what Cardi's been doing, and she's pushing the boundary. Yeah. Time, right like there is Bodak and then we got her first album and now we're just like pushing it I do agree this is definitely the most we've seen from her like visually lyrically like this is a whole nother so level you, you guys must have hold on you guys must have not listened to a city especially you Uch, you've not listened to city girls have you city seen girls city girls let me let me let me let me tell you something let me tell you something I'm glad you brought them up because I want to see them on the remix I really do that that'd be amazing Ooh, no should... all they're gonna talk about is scamming you good, well just, good. W A S, wet ass scamming. What <laughs> ass was? But was. if you thought this video was too much, if you thought this video was too much, did you see the video with City Girls and Cardi B? Like that well, was which one? Twerk wasn't bad. I didn't think. Which was, one? I think press was worse than twerk. Press no. was like Cardi was fully naked. Oh twerk! Oh yeah. City, that's Literally, I got no, puberty no. twice. I got puberty again after I watched the video. The visuals, the visuals, fam, the visuals for Twerk was incredible. Okay, so you think I was watching? I was watching porn on YouTube. I never thought I would see that. Like, that was porn, as far as I was concerned. But yeah. Yeah, I think the visuals for WAP there's like an artistry level to it. Actually, the same director directed the Will um, All Right video. Kendrick's All Right directed this. Video. Oh wow. It's the artistry is unbelievable, but like it does push the boundary. But yeah, I actually think like I don't know if Cardi did, did she do a video for press? Yeah, she did do a video for her press. That one I thought was more like 
quote unquote vulgar than this one because like press like she's naked 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 and it's just her walking around talking about press 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 like it's just her walking around in courtrooms like naked so like that to me is like because <laughs> <laughs> there's no purpose like i thought wap actually had like a black women excellence yeah what was press which speaking of i did want to talk about this a little bit how did, yeah. what is this uproar about kylie jenner like she's <laughs> Oh, let's get into that. What's going on there? Like, why, why are people mad? I have no idea. No idea. I'll break it down. So Kylie Jenner was in five seconds of the video towards the end and like black Twitter just lit on fire saying, wow, is this Kylie? Wow, is this Kylie? Look at them stealing our culture again. Blah, blah, whatever, whatever. Just get real mad about it. Make it all kinds of lists. Like it could have been Saweetie. It could have been Viola Davis. It could have been Kumichi. Like make it all. Oh. Viola Davis? Come on, no. We're not, we're not doing Viola Davis in, in wet ass pussy video. No. <laughs> I draw the I draw the line there. I'm sorry. No, absolutely I mean, not. I mean, even like Flo Millie, like there are so many lists that are made of who could have been in that bit, like in that part versus Kylie Jenner. So I will say, like my personal opinion, I understand why the blacks are angry. I hear you, blacks. I'm with you, blacks. I get it. But I think, like from a business standpoint, Kylie Jenner got all the points. You know, she's a billionaire, as we all know. We talked about that last year. You know, she has. I mean, her and her family have, like, between all of them, have billions of followers on social media, and Kylie put that shit all over her Instagram. From a business standpoint, I get it. But I, I get what the blocks are bad. I get it. Because I'm just like, I, like, Normani was there. There was all, like, this, there was this great kind of call of, you know, fellow female rappers and R&B artists and pop stars who were there, all of color. And I'm like, did Kylie? So from that standpoint, like, Kylie was, like, an eye roll, but also, like, gotta think of the money, money. Also, I just, got, I just have one I question. Think- I, Ooh, I just have also, one question. Sorry. Who, who, you guys all saw the video, right? Yeah. Who was the one girl? I, I didn't catch it because I was just, I was excited. Who was the one girl that was like twerking and she like turned around and she was like doing some things on the ground? Do you remember? It was like towards the that end. That was Normani. That was Normani? Yeah. Wow. That's all mm-hmm. I got to say. She looked real skinny there, actually. She looked a lot Damn. Skinny. But All right. Okay, yeah, Normani. Sheesh. Sweetie right, was me, in that video. Sweetie was one where I was like, oh, why didn't Sweetie get a call? Let me let me go ahead and look up Normani real quick. Go ahead, you guys. Uh, sorry, continue the combo. So watch this. It's kind of interesting, right? Kylie with Megan Thee Stallion. Kylie was there the day that she got shot. So you know, it's probably kind talking of weird. About mm-hmm. That's kind of interesting, right? The person yeah, that like one of the one of the last uh, this is becoming like 2020 right now like we got to connect all these interesting dots for sure look at Uch actually looking at do you know normani's only 19 years old Uch? Yeah, <laughs> you better stop using the word excited with normani in the same put, your damn, put your damn fam. eyebrows down fam i am i that was normal wow you know there's a dude there's a there's a separate video on youtube with just her part i'm i'll watch it after this episode but anyway all right let's continue <laughs> Us freaks like you isolating things like that. <laughs> uh, I'm not mad at the, you know, there's always shit on, on YouTube. I, I'm, I'm glad. Th- thank you, guys. Thank you. Uh, let me tell you, that video, if there's one thing I'm getting, it's my splits. I really was watching that like, ooh, let me just try a little song. I was really like, if there's one thing I'm going to get, it's the splits. It's the splits. And did you see, speaking of split, did you see Meg the Stallion? With the, that's what you're talking about, right? Did you see that yeah, split? The party. Everyone did the splits in that video. I yeah, think was, but Meg, no, but Megan the Stallion split was was something to behold. Y'all didn't think that was camera trick? No. How could they do that? 
Hey, see, see, that's see, see. Now you're going against black. See, that's what the black woman hate right there. So, so, so a black what? woman can't do a nobody split. Could do, nobody could do a split. Wait, wait, wait. So black women can't do splits now. Question: Cardi, Cardi was splitting. You see that? You see that? See? That was Kim look at that. And look, if Kylie, if Kylie did a, if Kylie did a split, he wouldn't even question it. He would be like, oh yeah, of course he did a split. That's why y'all brought. That's why you need to be here. That's why you need to be here to really. Think- Check you guys because you really got some biases. Oh man, <laughs> let's let's move on, man. This is hilarious. Um, we got one last hot topic. Although, hey, this has been great. This has been great. Um, I want to talk about like just the deluxe albums, and we can kind of breeze through this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of deluxe albums that's that's dropped lately, and um, you know, it's it's interesting because it feels like the deluxe album is not a new concept, right? Like we've always seen deluxe albums throughout the course of music. However, it, it's like th- trends in music come and go, right? Like just all of a sudden, you'll just start seeing certain things in every video. And then, right, and then you'll start seeing different products in every video. And then you'll start seeing different cars. Like it's like products and just things that you see in music has always been a trend. I've noticed that the deluxe version of albums has been a real thing. Yeah. I want to get you guys thoughts on what you like, what you don't like. Do you want to see the deluxe albums go away? Do you think <laughs> they have a place? What are your thoughts? Please share them. I would love to hear. So to me, the, so kind of like offline, what we were talking about, there's, when you think of the word deluxe in regards to an album, there's certain songs I want to hear. The type of songs I want to hear like fit the same sound as the original version. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, Rod Wave dropped the deluxe uh, last, what, Friday, this, yesterday, two days ago, whatever. Um, and the, the deluxe songs actually sounded exactly like an extension of his original album. Lil Uzi Vert's deluxe album was like Lil Uzi Vert from like 2014. Like, it was an old version of Lil Z Vert. It was not an extension. It was just kind of like an extra album. I don't necessarily like it like that. But at the same time, you know, for a lot of these people, it's hard to come out with an album. They got to go through all these loops. Like, they got to go through executive, executive, get okayed, such and such. So I do think it is an opportunity for them to drop more music without having to, like, get, I guess, cleared in a sense. So I like it and I hate it, but I've not necessarily been liking the music, the quality, but I get the intent, which we can all appreciate. Yeah, I totally agree. My favorite deluxe album by far has been Chilombo. And I think the reason why that was my favorite was because like, that's a project where I was like, oh, I actually want more of this. I think deluxe meaning like an extra, like a, you know, more of that. I want it only to be for projects where I'm like, oh, this was like a beautiful project and a great vibe. I actually would love to see like the rough cuts and more of this and that, how this project, like this project was made. And I think now obviously because we have coronavirus going on, there's like a mad dash for throwing content out there, you know, people are bored. They want to be like, you know, get, listen to this song, watch this movie, all of these things. And so now these deluxe albums are happening to kind of just like throw content out there. And so I really hope kind of moving forward, we do with a little bit more intention because to me, Chilombo felt like it was done with intention because of course like BS blew up. So we got like another version of that and like all these different things like that to me is like, I like, that's what I want to see was done with intention and purpose. 
to cater towards a great album versus like, okay, there's nothing coming out right now. People are bored. Let me just throw out this deluxe album, just throw something out. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I think, um, I really feel like it's, it's, it's also like a money grab. These artists, I mean, like you, 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 you talked about it. I mean, it could be COVID related. Like the fact that they're not able to go tour, right? Like they're not making money off that. So like, hey, let's make more money off the music, right? Like I know another thing that I've had an issue with recently is like the longer albums, right? Like some of the albums have been very, very long, right? I'm not even getting into the deluxe right now. I'm talking about just albums being... 25 songs you know i don't know if anybody else has picked up on those types of uh trends in music but again that's all related to streaming right like there's a whole science behind adding multiple or way more songs on your album because it actually increases the sales it increases the streams it increases the overall impact and notoriety of the, of the project so from a deluxe standpoint i don't need a deluxe from everybody i don't not mad at every artist for delete or releasing a deluxe uh however i would like to see more more of a, a strategic way to kind of go about it. You know, I like the way Uzi did it. I thought he, his was interesting. Q, you talked about it. His, uh, he kind of released an entirely new album. Like that was, that was different. Like, if you're gonna blow me away like that, like, okay, I, I'll accept that. I also like the way Gunna did it. Gunna dropped his uh, one deluxe a couple weeks ago or a week ago now. And uh, he sprinkled in those newer songs with his older album. I thought that was an interesting way to let you digest the older music that came out in the first one. So with that being said, I, I, I don't necessarily want to see more deluxe albums. Um, but if this, if this is all strategic from a business standpoint, I guess I understand why they're doing it. But let's, uh, let's be... I'm, I'm, co I'm, cool on, I'm cool on the deluxes, though, from everybody. But let's... Can we be real? Like, like if... Like, for example... I didn't need, we're gonna talk about this later. I didn't need a, a deluxe from Rod Wave. I didn't, I didn't need I'm it. I'm gonna say that. Can we be real that we are going to want deluxes from people that we love? Like if Beyonce said, I'm gonna do a deluxe lemonade album. Oh, that is amazing. If, if uh, Drake, Kendrick Lamar said, I'm gonna do a deluxe. Like, okay, I'm, I welcome that. I do not wanna see a deluxe from 42 Doug. Like, I do not wanna see a deluxe from like, I don't know, uh, <laughs> Soulja Boy or something like what that. About, what, about, what about your favorite artist, T Grizzly? T Grizzly can do a deluxe because I, I, I can do another part two of his movie, his riveting dramas that he be, he be coming out with. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Taken, yeah, he, there was like four Taken, so why not, why not keep his drama going? We can have the smartest part two, man. But anyway, let's, uh, let's, let's wrap this up, though. Koei, it was great having you. Um, cool. We welcome you. We welcome you anytime you want to join the show and just take over again. It's cool. Uh, we love it. We love it. I had so much fun. I love being a little drop of estrogen in this little testosterone party. You guys are so <laughs> <much> fun. <laughs> and uh, be safe. I don't know if you have coronavirus or not. Um, it's funny when I say it, but you can't say it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> You don't have that uh, as long as we don't call it the China virus, I'm okay. Oh, Lord, please, no. please don't. Don't do Let's that. I call it that. Let's no. call it coronavirus. Racism is what that is. It pure racism. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Um one last time. Hey, where where can they find your show? Where can they find you? Come on, give them the whole rundown. Yeah, absolutely. Spiel. 
My podcast, something to say with BNK, comes out every Friday at happy hour time. You know, something to drink to, something to cling to. You can follow us on all social platforms at something to say with BNK. Something to say, the podcast underscore for Instagram. That's where it really counts. And then for me personally, you can find me on Instagram, Koei Wangoi Mwai. We'll get all that spelling for you because I know it's a lot of African names. You know, there's a lot of things in the mix. So we got you. And I can't say thank you enough, guys. I really had so much fun talking to you and I can't wait to do this again. Yeah. Yes, this is so good. This is great. And we got we got to come on to your podcast as well. Yes, um, please. We could do some testosterone. You know, it's us. You know, it's me and Bia. We need some men in there, some male perspective. Don't know what that is. So <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Here we go. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, uh, yeah. We'll holler at you later. And uh, yeah, peace.